listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. listening to Praxis here on KYRS. I'm your host, Taylor, and today's show is some audio that I collected a couple weeks ago uh, at the initial uh, student strike, climate strike, on September 20th, 2019, here in Spokane. Um, So what you're going to hear is mostly, most of the speeches that happened there, um, edited a little bit on the ends just for cheering purposes. Uh, A couple folks are missing because of kind of background noise and everything and length. It was a long rally, longer than this 55-minute show. So uh, I'm going to share with you some of the, the awesome speeches that happened there and it's not the end of this story, either in real life or on the show. I'm hoping to talk to some of these young organizers over the next uh, few weeks and months as this movement continues and develops. If you were listening just before the top of the hour there, um, that was a song that's been written by some of the youth strikers around the world and recorded, um, I believe, by some strikers in Sweden. I'll find a few more details on that and share them when I come back. So, Uh, Without further ado, this is going to start, it kind of jumps right in. So just so you know, the first voice you'll be hearing is from Hope. Um, She'll introduce herself in more detail later in her speech, but uh, it starts recording right in the middle of her first sentence. So um, here is that climate strike. In case you missed it, I'm sure there will be more to come. If you're curious about local stuff and want to get involved, um, probably the most central place is to follow Sunrise Movement Eastern Washington online. They are on Instagram at sunrise mvmt under slash ewa. I can post that link on my own social media, which is at Praxis Radio, P-R-A-X-I-S-R-A-D-I-O. So here is the audio from the strike. Enjoy, and I'll be back on at the end of the hour to share a little more information about about the strike globally, about the local organizations, and about where you can find this episode later tonight when I post it online. I've been working to plan the climate strike by being the speech coordinator and kind of working with 350 Spokane and Sunrise Movement. uh, So yeah, congrats! for what you believe in. Just before we get started, I wanted to clear something up. We are not skipping. We are striking. All 
right, um, before the speeches, we'd like to have a moment of silence for all of the people affected by climate change. So first up, I'd like to invite Twale onto the stage to acknowledge the Native American land that we're on. She is a Spokane Indian land protector, sky protector, and mother of two. Welcome, Twale! Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the most beautiful energy I've seen in this spot, and I really want to put my hands up to all of you young people that are here today for our climate, for our Mother Earth. I stand today with my daughter and my nephew. These are a couple of our youngest paddlers in the River Warriors. Um, for the last four years, uh, our tribal people have been reclaiming the, the ancestral waters and teaching our young people and teaching our communities about the, the canoes and the salmon and the water. And I just, I really want to thank my, my nephew and my daughter and my other nieces and nephews that are here today for standing up and for doing that and for praying for the salmon like you all are here today. This spot next to the Spokane River is not only important to the Spokane people, but for tribes all around this region. We used to travel here to gather, to meet, to socialize, and to fish for salmon. So today we stand where the ghosts of salmon jump. There's no longer salmon in our waters. And in order for that to happen, you all need to continue to step up because one day, hopefully in your generation, we'll see salmon in these waters. Hopefully in this generation, we'll have clean air, clean water. So thank you all for standing up and don't sit down. Don't be quiet. Don't let them silence you. Stand up, fight back. What we have going on after this to continue our activism. Maggie Gates. Hey everyone, I'm gonna keep this brief, but uh, if you'd like to continue with climate action, this is just the beginning, right? This is this is not the end. This is just the beginning. local groups represented here today that you can join and things you can come out and do to continue this fight. The Lands Council, 350 Spokane, Sunrise Movement, am I missing any? <laughs> um, Extinction Rebellion. So check us out because this is just the beginning and um, yeah, thank you all for being here again. Let's continue with the really great speakers we have coming up next. For our next speaker, who is super awesome, by the way, I'd like to introduce myself, Gay Modesty. I'm Hope, nice to meet you. Feel free to call out answers or just raise your hand if this pertains to you. How many of you have been denied individuality, independence, or respect because of your age? How many of you have had your ideas dismissed because they contradicted an adult? in class and been accused of talking back. And last, how many of you are 
in your life because they just don't take you seriously. When I was trying to raise awareness about the climate strike at my home school, the, over, the most overwhelming thing I heard from the adults there was climate change, but that's controversial. won't allow climate strike flyers because they don't want to bring politics into their community. And despite our principal and assistant principal's encouragement at NC on critical thinking and raising our voices, our home office wouldn't allow us to do a morning announcement about the climate strike because it wasn't school relevant information. I'd say climate change is relevant in all schools, wouldn't you? You know what I say to that? Ruby 
ages was just one kid. and today I'd like to be considered a climate action kid. And I can tell you when this, the youth of Spokane County has been chanting and asking for climate action now, that is the right message, it is the moral message, 
It is the necessary message, and today that message is being heard in Sydney, Australia, in London, England, in New York City, and in Spokane, right here in Washington State. Now, there's some reasons for that. Number one, the young people of Spokane County simply are right about the science. We know that. There's no debate about this. And there are so many cool things going on in Spokane County and clean energy right now at ITRON and, and the cross-laminated timber uh, uh, company I'm going to dedicate here shortly and at Avista doing smart grid work. You know, Spokane is the smart grid capital of Washington, but it's also the smart kid capital of Washington, too. And I think the power of this movement, which has truly changed the national and the international debate, comes from a moral purpose. And that is when a 12-year-old person looks at a 60-year-old person and says, you know what, you don't have the right to ruin my future. Yeah! That is a moral... That, that is a moral position that is inarguable. When a young person looks at an older person and said, you need to give me a future, you cannot say no. You just can't say that. So, now, you know that sometime people of my generation have been known to have this saying that gets a little aggravated. You've heard this saying, hey, kid, get off my lawn. Have you heard that kind of saying? Well, here's a saying for kids to the Woodstock generation. Hey, hey, you elder, get off of coal. Okay, and here's a message. So I am a proud member of the Woodstock generation. But as governor of the state of Washington, I hereby give license to anyone under the age of 65, if you see somebody in the Woodstock generation, I'm giving you license to give them a kick in the fanny and tell them to do something to beat the climate change crisis. So I'm flying to New York City uh, tonight in the red eye, and I am going to say hello to our new international hero that we hope gets the noble peace prize, Greta Thornburg. That, And I will carry your message with me. I want to tell you that you are an inspiration to me. This is an enormous get-together on a beautiful day in Spokane. I hope you consider it the first day of your career in fighting for the planet, not the last day. We're going to need your, we're going to need your leadership. We need it now. We're going to need it next year. We're going to, we're going to need it your whole life. And I hope someday you think of sitting where I am in the governor's spot or the senator's position or the city council, your leadership is going to save 
uh, our planet. And I want to thank you personally for dedicating yourself to it. Now, I, need, I have an honor as governor of the state of Washington. Uh, when I meet someone that's really inspirational in Washington, I get the right to name him the Washingtonian of the day. That's the most inspirational person that I've met uh, that day. And when I do that, I take off this governor's pin. It's a Washington apple, and I pin it on him. So, Hope Hanning, could you come over here just for a second? Could you for a second? For our next speaker, I'd like to introduce Gabriel Kennedy Gibbons to the stage. He's been doing our uh, percussion over there. of Mead's Environmental Club. He is striking from school to encourage Mead administration to implement recycling and compost in the lunchroom and has a huge passion for preserving the natural world. Welcome, Gabriel! What's up, everybody? I mean, look at this. Look around. Look at this energy. Yes! This is amazing. This is the start of something huge. First of all, I want to thank all of the wonderful, outstanding youth here today, striking from school, fighting for your future. I also really want to thank all of the wonderful adults and parents who are here supporting us because you care just as much as we do. Finally, I want to thank every one of you for recognizing that we as a human race have created an issue. We have created a huge problem, a mistake beyond mistakes. We have created the climate crisis. Now, when you make a mistake, the first step to fixing and correcting that mistake is acknowledging it, which is what we are doing right now, here. That's not where it ends. If you acknowledge your mistake, if we come to this strike and then you go home today, maybe recycle something next week, and if you feel really adventurous, pick up a few pieces of litter, that's not going to cut it, guys. We've got to act. The second step of fixing a mistake is making a change, going out of your way to deliberately do something differently. So today, I want to leave you all with three tips that I challenge each and every one of you to do. Tip number one, talk to your friends and family about climate change. Explain, you do not have to agree with them, but just bring up the topic because yes, it may be controversial, but heck, that's what we need. We need controversy and we need to fight this issue. So go home and talk to your parents and friends about the issue. Tip number two, I want you all to become conscientious consumers. When you're about to buy something, think about the impact it's making on planet Earth. If you've got a phone, one resource I use that helps me with that is called the Better World Shopping Guide. It's a free app. You can download it on your phone. And what it does is it rates basically any company of, or store, something you can support, based on an A to F scale. It gives them like a report card. 
That report card is grading the companies on how they treat their employees and how they treat the environment, two of the most important aspects of consumerism. Besides that, when we are consuming meat, we need to be very conscious about how much we eat because meat and the meat industry is one of the number one contributors to climate change. Tip number three, here's the most important. You all need to become active citizens. That means vote, vote, vote! I'm sure that many of you are in the same position I'm in. I am 17 years old and come November 2020, I will be voting. So here with us today, there's an awesome organization called Eastern Washington Voters, and they are here to guide you through the process for first time voting. Sign up to vote with them today if you're 17. Today marks the start of something big, something ginormous, something bigger than ourselves. If we can take initiative to do our part, nothing is going to stop us. Nothing will stop the school strikers. Thank you. Next, I'd like to introduce Will Holland. junior at Gonzaga University and is a part of Fossil Free Gonzaga, a student-led divestment campaign on campus. Thank you. Give yourselves a round of applause one more time. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, sweet. So thank you all for being here today. Um, so I'm representing Fossil Free Gonzaga, a group at Gonzaga University fighting for our school's divestment from the fossil fuel industry. We're a small group of students consisting of around 15 kids that share a passion for environmental justice and advocacy. I ask myself every day why 15, 20-year-olds would dedicate themselves to a cause like this. Some of my friends want to be doctors, some of my friends want to be lawyers, a lot of my friends just want to party, but... <laughs> Um, but these people chose this route. These people chose to take on a cause that's so much bigger than themselves. A cause that can, can often evoke fear, fear and, and uncertainty and trepidation. Uh, for me personally, the climate crisis scares me half to death. Um, to think about the future of our planet can be really daunting sometimes. Um, and this issue is huge. It stretches the whole globe. Um, and talking to other members of our group, it seems like I'm not the only one that feels this way. Which makes me ask the question again of why? Why would these people dedicate themselves to this scary, fearful cause when they could be doing anything else with their time? The only answer that makes sense to me is that these people are sincerely and genuinely human. And when I look into this crowd, I see that a lot of you share this quality. All of you share this quality. We're here today fighting for something that defines our humanity. It defines who we are. Being here today means more than just taking a walk. It means more than singing in a chant. It means that each and every one of you chose to be, that chose to be here today is standing for what it means to be sincerely and genuinely human. 
Today we're taking a stand against the destruction of our planet, but more importantly, we're taking a stand for our lives. We're taking a stand for something bigger than our own egos, bigger than our families and our communities. We're standing for every life. I won't bother getting into any of the harsh facts or figures because a lot of us have probably heard enough. However, I can't underscore enough how important this cause is. I can't underscore enough how important it is that we're here joining the globe in the fight of our times. This is a single day like any other, but this day will be remembered as the day where we all stood for what it means to be human. When we all took action with love in our hearts. I thank you again for being here today, and I urge you that if this ever feels like too scary of an issue or too big of an issue, to remember this day. I urge you to try and grab hold of the hope and the love that is present in this group. And most important of all, I urge you to remember that what brought you here today is your compassion, your wisdom, and the love in your heart. Thank you. Thank you, Will. That was amazing. I'd like to introduce Antone for our next speaker, an American Indian from tribe Tohono Dahom and born and raised on a reservation in southwest Arizona. He's lived in Spokane for 22 years and is here to give us some poetry. Welcome, Antone! Hello, everybody. Okay, I'm going to read you guys a poem, but I want you guys to think from your heart. Okay. <laughs> Mother Earth, as I stood here upon you, others may see me standing alone, but you and I both know, together we stand as one in solidarity. Mother Earth, it is you and Grandfather Sky that made it possible for me to stand here and praise you with reverence in my heart. Mother Earth, with you by my side, I am reassured that dawn of hope is on the horizon. Mother Earth, I find comfort and solitude when I find myself in your presence. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the forest. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the trees. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the plants. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the mountains. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the rivers. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the ocean. Mother Earth, you are the essence of the animal kingdom. Mother Earth, you are the essence of humanity. Mother Earth, without you, humanity cannot survive. Mother Earth, without you, humanity cannot survive. Mother Earth, together we can transform and create a future that will bring peace 
and balance in the universe. Mother Earth, together we can transform and create a future that will bring peace and balance in the universe. Thank you guys. Thank you so much, Anton. That was beautiful. Next, I'd like to invite up to the podium a member of the federally recognized Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. Respectively, she is Hunkpapa Lakota within the Oseti Sakuin Council Fires. She is representing the indigenous people's perspective with our relationship to Mother Earth. Put your hands together for Ayesha! Where's my water protectors at? Where's my warriors? Where's the activists? Let me hear you! Let me hear you! Hello everyone. My name is Aisha Farrell, and I'm a member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. I'm a proud Hunkpapa Lakota woman, and my father is also Anishinaabe, and my mother, she is Kaville from the Lakes Band. Indigenous people have been on the front lines of environmentalism and on the front lines of genocide, on the front lines of fighting industrialization, for over 500 years. This is nothing new. We as people and as human beings have to stand up for our earth. There is no second choice, there is no second planet. This is our one Uchi Maka, the mother that nourishes us. She has water that runs through her veins, the rivers. The ocean is what is her blood. And we polluted her. We've disrespected her. We've desecrated her lands. We've begun exploiting the oil and drilling. And those are things that are affecting indigenous communities all around America, all around Brazil, all around New Zealand, all around Australia and Canada. These are issues that are facing us since time immemorial. We have respect for our land. We have appreciation for the things that have brought us here today. Now, I wanted to bring up some points. Give me five seconds. <laughs> Sorry. We are connected to one another through humanity. We are connected through the water that runs through our own veins. The water that runs through your veins, through yours, no matter what race we are, what religion, is the same water that will go back to this earth. It's the same water that will go to the next generation. We are 
connected through all of our relations, not just through humankind, but to all kind, to the fish, to the animals. They eat, they drink, they breathe what we breathe. They use what we use to live. Their fight for survival was with us. We are with them. They are with us and they stand with us. And it is time that we advocate for them, for those that can't speak, those that can't be here today, your ancestors, would they be proud of where we are today? No. So what should we do? Stand up and fight back? Yeah. We don't allow these big oil companies or big banks to control what happens in America. That is our decision. That is our country. This is indigenous land. As a member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, I'm sure a lot of you have heard what happened on my reservation and the fight that we had to come. There's a parallel conflict that's going on in Hawaii with Manukia. There are parallel problems happening with the Brazilian and Amazonian tribes over there with companies coming over and taking their land, taking their history, taking their culture. This is systematic genocide. And we, right now, can stand up as humanity and fight for what's right. Uchi Makara has provided for us for so many thousands and thousands of years. Uchi Makara is the creator of life. She has given birth to life for us. Women are sacred. All women are sacred. When all indigenous people are telling you, look at what's happening to the earth, it is connected to our women. One in three women on the reservation have suffered from sexual abuse. Our planet is being exploited. How are those connected? We are both women. We are both having the power to give life, to give birth, to continue on for future generations. And the way we will treat our women who lead this movement, if I go, come here. <laughs> But we are the same. And we are fighting for what's right. We are women leading this rally. We are women fighting for humanity and for the earth. We will unite as humanity. We are all part of this sacred hoop of life. Allow us, allow us to come together as we did in Standing Rock. Allow us to come together and feel that heart, feel the fire that burns within you to say no more, no more. Feel that fire within you that is here today and carry that with you 
When you come back to school, stand up and say, I see what's going on in our country, and I want to do something about it now. You have the power. Our younger generations here, you are our seventh generation. You have power to either stop the, the, the horrific desecration of our lands, or you have the power to begin something absolutely beautiful and creating a world where it's no longer just about conflict, it's about peace, it's about love. I wanted to ask my indigenous relatives that are here with me today to come here, come up here and represent.
like you guys to please still listen. Please listen with your hearts open and your minds open. Because these are ways that our ancestors have taught us. These are songs that our families and our grandparents have taught us. So please, please open your hearts and your minds. Allow us to all become one with each other. Let's share with you and have all of you share with us, all right? Oh, bonjour. You buy a Gigi Kendrick Kaz, my England or them, Gawa Baba Kanaka Gundunjaba, Anishinaabe Buan. My name is Damien Bad Boy. I'm from the White Earth Nation in Minnesota, and I came over here to be with the people in Spokane and try to travel all over. I've been uh, to Standing Rock. I was there for a couple months, and it was a beautiful experience. But also, I was this summer. I went. I went on a travel with my brother. And there was a song that was given to us. This is an MMIW song, but I think this song is appropriate right now because, like she said, Mother Earth is the life giver of us all. So this song is for the women. Tokyo, yeah, we song talks about we're searching for our women we're looking for them and like she said we need to protect our women because they are the life givers and they are the backbone of our nation so thank you now lastly I want to say that you are indigenous to this land as well if you were born here in America now take that with you and remember that all indigenous people that were born here on Uchimakaz Turtle Island, that you were born an environmentalist. You were born to be a protester. You were born to be an activist. Now take that strength in your heart and continue on. Continue fighting I just want to say something real quick here. My name is Jeff Ferguson. I'm a Spokane tribal member. These are our ancestral grounds that you're on here today. And I admire each and every one of you for coming out here today. Aisha is a good leader, a good representation of our youth. But I want you to think about this. Standing Rock, the Standing Rock movement when it came, it had an impact on the world. That was created by a, oh, a handful of native youth that weren't even so from the Standing Rock Nation. They were from the neighboring tribe, the Pine Ridge Res, and they saw what was going on. I want you to think about this. In a, a period of nine months, approximately the length of, uh, of an average school year, this handful of, of youth 
saw the injustice and saw what was going on. And they were able, through social media, to snowball their efforts to the point that the city of Seattle announced they would divest a billion dollars from Wells Fargo. That's amazing. Never before in our history was that possible. And I want you to think about if a handful of those kids, amongst the media blackout, all the things that you saw, there were 10, 20, 30 times as many things as you saw posted in social media. As fast as, as we were putting it up uh, at Standing Rock, they were taking it down on Facebook. They were taking it down uh, on YouTube. The, the mainstream media, they, they blocked a lot of it out. But imagine the impact those kids would have had, that those youth would have had, if they were embraced by media. And I want you to think about the impact that you could have today. Starting right now, where do you want to be in nine months? At the end of the school year, where do you want to be? Thank you. University. She's always been passionate about the environment and has recently gotten involved with climate activism groups because she feels that we all have a moral responsibility to save our planet. Welcome Summer! Thank you. Thanks, Hope. Okay. At this moment, the world is not prepared for the climate crisis. The Global Commission of Adaptation wrote a report on how much action needs to be taken to save the planet. In this report, they stated, the climate crisis is here now. Massive wildfires ravage fragile habitats, city taps run dry, droughts scorch the land, and massive, wild, massive floods destroy people's homes and livelihoods. So far, the response has been gravely insufficient. The report also says, that if drastic action is not taken, we could be looking at a situation where there's a possibility for at least 100 million people to be driven to poverty. As climate change worsens, access to clean drinking water becomes scarce for many, creating conflict and forcing people to leave their homes. Droughts and reduced access to water leads to less food production, which can lead to famine. Climate change will also cause many diseases such as Ebola, cholera, and tuberculosis to worsen and become more widespread. With information like this, one might assume that more people would start to realize how big of a threat climate change really is. But however, that doesn't seem to be the case. Why? Because climate change doesn't affect everyone or everything on this planet at the same time or in the same way. While not everyone sees the effects of climate change in their day-to-day -day lives, many of us do. In Spokane, for example, we deal with wildfires and hazardous levels of smoke that have plagued our summers, as well as the fact that Spokane has had the worst air quality in the country multiple times in the last few years. Climate change is affecting us all right now, and unless we make drastic changes immediately, it's going to become much worse. As depressing as it might seem at times, there's still hope for our planet. 
Many people used to think that it was impossible for someone to send someone to the moon, but we were able to accomplish that in 12 years once we put our minds to it. If we act now, globally and locally, I believe we can turn fighting climate change into our next moonshot. I'm here today to ask the adults to commit to this moonshot, commit to doing all you can so that my generation and the generations after me can look back at this time in our history and be proud of who we are and what we accomplished. The same way that you and I look back at the generations that came before us and their seemingly impossible accomplishments and feel pride. If we all commit to working together on this issue, then I know we can do it. T today, let's boldly go where no one has gone before. Thank you for that Star Trek reference, by the way. That was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, I'd like to invite Maggie Gates back up to the podium to remind you about what's going on after the strike. Hey, everyone. So we've heard some amazing speakers today. Let's give it up to everyone who so bravely came out here. has been shared here today and I know I'm so grateful for everyone being here and standing up for climate action. If you'd like to stay involved and you're a student, you're a young person, if you're under the age of 35, the Sunrise Movement is a climate action group led by young people who is going to continue this fight after today. Like everyone said, this is just the beginning. Instagram, you can follow us at Sunrise MVMT, short for movement, underscore EWA for our Eastern Washington uh, local hub of uh, Sunrise. So we have meetings and we're going to continue doing activist trainings and uh, more uh, direct action in the next upcoming months. But I just quickly, before we want to, before we leave, want to review our demands. Does everyone remember our demands from earlier? Cool. So our demands are a Green New Deal. Respect of indigenous land and sovereignty. Implementation of sustainable agriculture. Commitment to restoration of biodiversity. If you're just joining us at the end of the hour here, you've been listening to Praxis. That was the audio from this last month, uh, September 20th, climate strike here in Spokane. Those were the speeches of the young people, uh, indigenous leaders, Governor Jay Inslee, and all the rest that happened there today. I wanted to share them. I've just been sitting on them, and I thought it would be a good uh, time to share those. So again, there'll be more to come from that movement, and there'll be more to come on the show, uh, talking with some of those local organizers at some point. Uh, and more. So if you missed any part of that and you'd like to hear it, you can find it podcast later tonight 
at kyrs.org slash show slash Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S. You can also just look up Praxis anywhere that you get your podcasts. And if you need help, you can email me at Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, at kyrs.org. I will be back next week um, with a new show. And until then, thanks for listening. And you're listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM.